Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. It must be 7 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday evening. Here I am sitting in a, in a small radio station booth with my long-standing partner, Adam Sunhalter. When I say partner, partner in business coaching for a long time, over 15 years. We coach small businesses defined as 25 to one employee over any industry. We've probably seen so many things, we're forgetting them now, but we can always remember them for the right situation. Anyway, <laughs> what we're going to do tonight, what we do is is select topics from our coaching experiences, and we try to make them current, like the stuff we'll talk about tonight we've experienced with our clients here over the last week. So we'll take those, condense them down, and we'll talk about them in various ways. And what we'd like is audience participation as well. Adam's going to give you uh, the numbers and the ways to contact us tonight, and we'd love you to be part of the show. So what we're going to do tonight is talk about leadership. We, did, we, we talked about this uh, not too long ago, how not to lead by Hugh Jackson, the former coach of the <laughs> Cleveland Browns. There's a great picture of his podcast on our site. Uh, you should go to that just for a little humor and uh, stress relief. <laughs> anyway, we're looking, uh, we're looking to talk about leadership tonight. So, you know, what does that mean? It means a lot of things to a lot of different people, lots and lots of interpretation. It's very, very subjective. I'm just going to throw 10 categories from a site, you know, that I, I looked up on our website. <coughs> Excuse me. 10 leadership. This is from Office Vibe. I'm guessing Office Vibe is a pretty credible source here. And what they do is have an article on, or what they have tonight is an article on leadership skills and qualities. And they list 10, and I'm going to just read these 10 off real quick. Uh, Adam and I have our choices and, and different ones, and if we get audience participation, they may have good good topics, good descriptions of what a good leader is. But uh, Office Vibe lists 10 characteristics. A good leader creates a communication-friendly environment. A good leader can be vulnerable, and that builds trust. One, number three, motivate people to move in the same direction. Four, develop your emotional intelligence. Wow, I'm getting fancy pants here. Number five, prioritize people over profit. Sounds a little lefty, but it's okay. Have humility. This is number six. Have humility and stay stay humble. I would agree with that. Too much ego doesn't uh, doesn't lead well. Coach and empower others and yourself. Foster a learning environment. Be accountable and transparent. Lead through change and adversity. Those are the 10 that are listed here. And Adam's going to add some more discussion to this little discussion. And here he is. Hello, they're all, Adam. They're all about little stuff tonight, Jack. What's going on? We've got a little, little, a little radio steak. booth, little discussion, little this, little that. You know, it's all right. <laughs> so welcome. 
I'm your co-host, Adam Sunhalter. We appreciate you being part of the show this evening. If you're a new listener, welcome. Uh, what took you so long? I'm glad somebody shared it with you or you found it. Um, if you're a loyal listener, welcome back. Glad to have you here again. Uh, there are ways to be part of the show. You can call in. We've got Sean sitting by tonight at 440-946-9468. Uh, for those of you who like to look, look for the letters, that's 440. It's a win, then win, W-I-N-T. So 946 so 440-WIN and then W-I-N-T. That's how it is. So 946, that's WIN. And 9468 is W-I-N-T. You can tweet at us, at MaximumVP for our company one. For Jack, you can get him at, at JackMMVP. And for me, it's at Adam Sunhalter. We also take emails, radio at MaximumVP.com. Our texting's not working this evening, so you can't text us this evening. We'll hopefully have it up and running by, by our show next week. But again, uh, lots of ways to be part of the show. So let me let me let me step back for a second here. Let me let and me. You let, can do it, buddy. And let me ask you a question. Are you a good leader? How do you know? That's right. How the heck do you measure a successful leader? Yeah, How do you, you do that? That's a great question. Yeah, whether you answer hey, that goes into the annals on the wall as well. The annals of the annals. great questions. The annals, yes, those are those are long and illustrious and deep. All right, so how do you know if you're a great leader? Because you answered yes or no when I asked that question in your mind. You had a yes or no. Hey, I think I am or I'm not. You may have said, I'm not sure. So if you talk to, to, to 10 different people, you'll probably get 10 different views of what leadership means. And Jack read out a list here at the, at, at the top of the show. Somebody's list about it. We have our own list about it. We have our own examples and, and qualities. And as Jack mentioned, uh, a recent show from, from probably uh, a month and a half, two months ago was... That long? Yeah, yeah you're probably in right. In terms of how you're not to. Right. So we're going to talk a little bit more about how to do things, you know. Mm-hmm. Because leadership's one of those topics that, again, uh, you as the owner of the company, it's one of the things you're constantly working on or should be working on is developing yourself as a leader. And many of those things will happen by accident. Just by uh, owning a company, you're, you're, you're often thrust into situations where you have to grow. And often owners, especially early on, but you know, even as they, as they mature as, as business owners, they're uncomfortable a lot of times because they're often thrown into situations that are new for them. And part of that uncomfortableness that, that they're feeling is part of the growth that, that they're having. So just by the fact of owning a company, you're going to have some development of your leadership. Now, the question is, are you developing in the right way? Are you developing the right kind of things? Are you developing things that are natural for you that you can get better at? Are you trying to get better at things that aren't so you know, aren't so natural for you? So, lots of things that you can do from a leadership standpoint. But I, you know, I want to touch on and try to also bring in some some um, um, some broader topics here, Jack. In addition to not only just sharing what our clients do, but also uh, you know some stories that are out there. And there's there's been a story going around, and, and I know it's near and dear uh, to the folks here in the, uh, the, the, the Willoughby Eastlake area. And that has to do with uh, one of the, what used to be one of their favorite sons until, until a couple of days ago, uh, a football player by the name of Kareem Hunt. And for those of you who aren't aware, uh, this is a young man who's uh, 22 or 23 yeah, years old. very young, right. Uh, two years out of University of Toledo. He's, he's been a running back in the, in the National Football League for the Kansas City Chiefs. And by all means, uh, he had a fantastic rookie season last year. Was I think actually the leading rusher in the NFL last year, Jack? Is a rookie. Right. Yep. Um, and this year has been doing fantastic. For those of you who are fantasy football uh, wonks, you know he's probably one of your favorite players because he he runs and catches and and, and does lots of yards and lots of touchdowns. And, and and when he played, when he came home a couple weeks ago 
and they, and they played the Browns, I think. He had two or three touchdowns, and there's another guy, Travis Kelsey, who's also a Cleveland guy, who, who had the other touchdowns. They, they had five touchdowns, and they're all scored by Cleveland people. But they're all what's wrong with they, that? But they're all in KC. They're all in Kansas City. But anyway, you know they they, they, they were scoring and doing well. So again, a very top-notch player. Okay. Now what's what's come to to light here in the last several days was an incident that came to light back in February, uh, where he was back home here in, in the Cleveland area, and there was some some uh, issues with um, a female and some you know what happened and. A video came out on uh, last late last week that brought some light to this. So a month or so, a month or so after he was questioned and he gave gave a response to the event, he wasn't aware of a video being available at that time. So correct. In effect, well, you you it's your story. That's okay. No, so so he you know he, he the, the 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 team the, the Chiefs are aware of what happened you know back earlier this year as was the NFL and they were investigating and and, and when they investigate people will push back and, and apparently it's very difficult to get a, to get a hold of those videos that they are talking about Jack so um, so they didn't see the video but they sat down with with Kareem they talked about what happened uh, Kareem had his story whatever the story he told them was was enough where they felt good about what, whatever the story was and you know what's you know, let's keep this in mind folks. We are a country founded on innocent until proven guilty. I, I know that, that often gets lost in today's modern age, but innocent until proven guilty. And the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are a very well-run organization. They've been around, and they've actually been owned by the Hunt family, not Kareem's family, but another Hunt family uh, for a number of years. And, and, and um, so they took this very seriously, and, and whatever, they, whatever story they heard was enough to, to tell them, that, hey, this is not something we need to worry about. We'll keep Kareem on the team. Well, that video surfaced Friday afternoon, and before Friday evening was done, Kareem was no longer part of the Kansas City Chiefs. And so I bring this story up because the question come back to, comes back to leadership. Now, I talked to my, my 15-year-old son about this in the afternoon before, before the Chiefs made the decision. I told him, based on my knowledge of their organization, I would be shocked if they did not cut Kareem before the end of the night because you just have a sense of how they are. If it had been another organization that maybe you know doesn't have the same kind of values or the way that they approach things, may have been a different uh, a different response. So I was not surprised by that. And so when you look at leadership, this is again and what happens with, with things like like the NFL or sports here you know in, in today's day and age. Many things you're doing you're doing in public. You know you got you always have the 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 the, the court of public opinion, but you can't necessarily operate your organization based on that. You have certain values and principles in, in the way you go about doing stuff. So this is a tough situation. Um, you know, it's an embarrassing situation for, for, for probably most people who are involved with it. And so they decided to, to, to cut him. Here's one of their best players. They're on, they're, they're on a run to go to the playoffs. So they're, they're one of the best teams in the league this year. And one of their best players now all of a sudden is not part of their team. But with, with that hard decision, they decided, hey, we're going to cut ties with them. Now I know Jack, and 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 I'll put a link to this. You know, the, you know, Cream Hunt did a, did an interview over the weekend, and he apologized, and he said he thinks that the Chiefs did the right thing. I know Jack. If we if we were to do this show a year from now, I can almost guarantee that Cream Hunt will be on somebody's roster in the NFL. Sure, he right? will. Absolutely. The you know the high values that the Hunt family um, showed you know during during this episode is I I I, don't, I wouldn't say rare. But I think it's in the minority of most of the football team uh, management. They'll gobble up this guy. They they play to win. That's fine. But they should play to win with some strong values in place that they 
don't just put them in place for the sake of having them, but they actually live by them. And the Hunts demonstrated that, which, you know, to us, we applaud that. There are a lot of people, I'm sure, who could say, why in the world they do that? They're going to blow the chances of getting the, the, you know, the ride to the Super Bowl. And, okay, again, we applaud. We applaud that type of value, and that shows leadership. That's that's the definition that was missing from those ten. Although I guess we could we could uh, chop a little, chop those ten up a little bit and find it, but for the most part, a high value of humanity and righteousness. Nah, not righteousness. I don't know. When we come back from the break, I'll think of a few more words here. But uh, well, it's it's having the values in a certain culture of the organization. But, you know, as Jack and I were getting ready for the show, we started talking about you know leadership, and is it the organization that shows leadership, or is it the individuals? And you know, at, at the end of the day, the organization of itself can't do anything. It's you know, it's made up of individuals, but it's led by the folks at the top, and they set the pace in terms of what what will you put up with. And again, you know, we, we, we're not here. You know, we're not bringing this up to 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 make any judgments or pass judgments on you know what you know on Kareem or what he did, or to say hey, he should never be hired again. Again, he's a 23 year old young man. Okay, so by no means do I believe that you, you, know, you do something when you're 23 years old that that should then. You know, you're set for life, and you, you know, no second chances, no forget, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, so there could be reasons why somebody might decide to kind of bring him back next year. Maybe he gets rehabilitated. Whoever might, you know, maybe he, he donates his entire salary and bonus to a women's battered shelter next year. I, there's there's things that he can do to to, to get better. You know, he isn't, it's not a, it's not a, somebody that, that, that you want to say toss aside, but to support that you know where they are now. So that's a that's a a a, a real recent example of some leadership in some tough times that. That that you know I think displayed and was accurate and consistent with how that organization is viewed on the outside. So I got some more stories I want to share, but as Jack said, we're up against our, our first break here. So stay tuned. We got some more stories in terms of what does it mean in, you know, to be a good leader. How do you know and how do you how do you do it well? So can stay you, tuned for can that. Can you can you measure that? Can you measure? That's that? right. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter and I'm Jack Mancini. And I'm looking to measure. There you go. All right, we got more dirty secrets coming your way here. So stay tuned on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, WINTradio.com. After all these years. All right, welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunholder. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are talking about leadership. Great, great topic. More specifically, too, is how in the world do you measure successful leadership? You got any insight on that one, Adam? Well, first, you got to define it. Like, if you're going to measure anything, you got to define what you're what you're trying to, to, to measure, first of all. Well, that's and true. Depends on your organization. So how can you... How do you define success? So if you're having success in your organization, it tends to be because you've got some good leadership going on. So what does a good leader look like? So we spend a lot of time in, you know, again, being here in the Cleveland area, you know, uh, we have a lot of sports teams in the area that, we, that, that, that are very public and very talked about. And so we picked on how not to do things like Hugh Jackson in terms of leadership. And we got another Cleveland Brown uh, person we've kind of talked about, too, that we think has some pretty good leadership qualities. That's our current quarterback. I mean, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's number he's six. Popular is for a good here. reason, good multiple reasons. So anybody, if you if you if you Google ba- Baker Mayfield, people talk about him. You know, see what they have to say about him. There's been a there's been a common discussion about him having it. He has the it factor, Jack, and that's one of those 
intangible things. Is that what it stands for? Because it, it's it's short, it's code Maybe for it intangible. Is. Maybe it is. And you know, one of the things we, we as we're talking about the show is, you know, from a leadership standpoint, you know, are leaders born, or can you teach certain things? You know, and so. I don't know that the it factor has to do with leadership. But to me, the it factor is something separate. Out, and I think you're born with it. You don't necessarily you don't necessarily learn it. I okay, agree with that. I, I yeah. I don't think I don't think it's a learnable learnable characteristic. It just you you have it or you don't. And when you are born with it, you know you it it carries with you at a young age, just like. Uh, professional athletes that you know have been found by scouts at age 10 or 12 they can they they show and demonstrate certain qualities that you can see by you know skilled people leaders are are that way you know they have people following them from a young age it's just intuitive with them and baker mayfield's a great example he does the right kind of things however it calculates in his mind he does it and it it comes down to a group of grown men will follow him and like him and respect him so let me let me give some some characteristics here i don't, you know, I don't have it ordered in terms of a top 10 much like you're reading off earlier jack and I, i'll put a link in our notes to the article you're, you're reading off earlier um in terms of you know here's some some qualities or, or from their standpoint what their top 10 list is going to be yeah but let me just give some observations in terms of stuff that we're seeing here from the outside. Because, again, we aren't in that building in Berea to kind of see what he's doing. But based on what we're seeing and activities we're seeing. So one of the key things that, that good leaders do is to get everybody involved. Okay. So what does that look like on the football field? Well, when you're a quarterback on the football field, that means you're distributing the ball out to your receivers and your tight ends and your running backs and the folks where, you know, hopefully not too much to the other team, but mostly to your own team. But if you, if you take a look at a quarterback and, and, and you notice that, you know, maybe you've got one or two folks who, who have three or four receptions, but you've got a bunch of folks who've got one or two receptions. So you've got eight or nine or ten people that, that, that are getting involved in the game versus i got three people that have about six or eight catches apiece, and i got a couple of guys that have one or two where it's like all of a sudden, hey, gee, I've got some favorites here. So he's very good at getting everybody involved. You know, and that's a, that's a key thing for your organization. So it's a, it, that's an easy measurable. Again, come back to your question, Jack. That's a long answer to your, to your short question about measurement. So when, we, when you're in football, you can, you can look at things to kind of measure. So when it comes to business, getting everybody involved, well, how, how does that work? When you have a small company, you've got 10 people. Why do you get everybody involved? Well, there's lots of ways to make those things kind of start to happen. We're very big fans of, of having well-run meetings. Oh, yes. Meeting, good, well-run meetings. There's nothing like it. Meetings have a bad name because whoever leads them does it generally. No, not generally, but often begrudgingly. And they don't keep time. They, they don't keep time of the meeting itself or when it starts. And... It's just not a, a, a group participation. People come prepared. They, they don't. They don't do the things that make for a good meeting. I agree, Adam, with that totally. So you have to figure out what things you would look to, you know, to, to, to get everybody involved. What does that look like in your organization? It might, it's going to be different for different organizations. But how do you know everybody's involved? How do you know everybody's engaged? Does a, a popular term people will take that? Hey, you know, how do we get people to take ownership and stuff? And so you as the owner, as the leader of the organization, you want to make sure you're conscious of getting everybody involved. And so the things that we see on, on Sunday or if it's a Monday or a Thursday or a Saturday when it comes to football, we, you know, we see them playing the game. But what you don't see is the untold hours, okay? And, and I, I know it is, 
just some standing here, Jack, that you know, during the course of the week, Baker is spending time with all those people one-on-one in different you know, meeting rooms, different time, you know, he's doing things in the building, outside the building. He's spending time to develop those relationships, to develop those chemistries. So when he gets on the field on Sunday, I know where you're going to be. So, yep. you know, again, so that trust builds up. So he's putting the effort in to make sure. So it's getting everybody involved on, on game day, but also getting everybody involved during the week too. So how are you doing that to make sure that everybody in your organization is engaged and involved? And it's, it's, it's coming upon you to be, to be pushing that. So getting everybody involved is, to me is, is, is a big key from a from, from It's surprising how many owners aren't aware of that or don't want to go through the effort of developing that type of involvement. And it's done, again, through good meetings. That's, that's the easiest way, not, not sit behind a, a computer and fire out emails. And, God, that, that's, to me personally, that's the worst thing in the world. But it's done, I know, frequently. And it's done preferred, but it's preferred because that's what they're used to. That's what they've been taught. Uh, nothing like a good meeting. It, again, it gets a bad rap because they're poorly done. So we yes, got, yeah, we we have a client of ours that we've been working with for a couple of years now, and it's a, a decent size, <laughs> decent size organization. But the, the it, you know the owner was doing way too many things, and over the course of the last couple of years, has consciously made tremendous efforts to grow the team, to invest in the team, to invest not only his time and effort, but also our, some of our time and effort, but also getting them more involved, getting communications happening. Where all of a sudden there weren't very many. Meetings happening and, and, and confusion was happening, and the left pocket didn't know what the right pocket was doing. You know, there's lots of things that, that that can happen in a business and day to day where people are, are busy doing stuff. That if they have a five minute touch, a ten minute touch during the course of the day, regularly scheduled, it can also solve some of those issues. Or you have regular weekly or regular monthly or regular quarterly meetings to help make sure that the right people are going to be involved in doing those kind of things. So you can purposely get people involved. You're trying to make it happen to where not all that pressure is resting firmly upon your shoulders. You got the rest of the team here help to kind of share and, and share that burden with you and bring some very, very good ideas. We've got some clients who had some great success with doing things like that. Let me give another um, another quality that, that, that I've seen with Baker Mayfield I think is, is a great leadership quality, Jack, and that is he owns his mistakes. Owns his mistakes, okay? Versus pointing fingers and I'll, I'll come back to Hugh Jackson we were, I think this we, we probably talked about this in Hugh Jackson show how can show. we stay away from Hugh Jackson we're talking Cleveland football gotta you gotta talk about Hugh Jackson so if you he's if, gotta come in here a little bit yeah if, if you were to go on YouTube and, and, and see a press conference with Baker Mayfield after a game versus Hugh Jackson you hear Baker talking if, if anything went wrong it's all about me I didn't do things wrong you know, we, you know he'll say we have to get better at, you know, at doing this or doing that but it starts with me I didn't do this well. Again, all of a sudden he's very critical of himself. I have yet to hear him say anything negative about anybody else. Now, it doesn't mean he doesn't correct people, do things behind the, scene, but behind the scenes. When it comes to the public persona and what he's doing in the public, he's, he, he is owning his own mistakes in public. Hey, it's on me. This is what I did wrong. And, and that ties into what he's trying to do to get better, too. That's part of it, too. When, when, when you make mistakes, it's okay to make mistakes. Well, those characteristics are important. That's what you were talking about earlier. You know, these learned or are they are they born with them? And I think, you know, it's a combination. He he's aware of them for sure and has been it seems in early in his career, going back to high school and maybe even you know uh, further than that. But he basically uh was born with these leadership qualities and now he's 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 aware of them and how powerful they can be and they're being honed right now. 
and that's good. Those can be learned. So it's a combination of both. And that's what makes him so powerful. That's what makes him so good relative to leadership. People want to follow something like that. Why in the world wouldn't you? And something very closely aligned to that, Jack, which, which is another one, which is sharing the credit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when things are going well, uh, and we, we see some of the things. Yeah, yeah, one of the things that uh, um, I'm not so fond of our, our, our current President Trump right now, um, he often takes credit for everything himself. He has some. He has some leadership. Like any other leader, he has. He has. He has faults, right? And Correct. one of the things he does, he'll take credit for stuff. Well, he takes credit for all the good stuff, and then all the bad stuff is somebody else's fault, usually. You know, so he's, and he'll pump other people up. He'll share the credit at times too. He's he's okay, but again, what, what often stands out with him, I wouldn't see him as being one of those kind of guys. He, he's more about me and what I've done. And Baker, I haven't seen him that way. He's again, when things go well, hey, hey, it's my. My, my my linemen doing the blocks or opening the holes or all I'm doing is all, hey all I'm doing is getting the ball in the playmakers hands they're making all the plays Jack it's not it's not it's not me doing it it's it, you know it's these guys doing it so he's constantly again building them up that's something that I think we've we've touched on when you're dealing with your people it's great to be able to build them up and talk about positive stuff in public and you correct and you have some negative stuff more in private versus doing it in public yeah yeah and, I mean that yeah that's and. And people who don't, I agree. It's not only irritating, but it's not. It's it's really not conducive to creating the right environment and getting the things done that have to be done in a quality fashion. Now, that can be debated too. There are millions of people who believe differently, and you know, by taking out the whip and and getting people to work harder and berating them into uh, submission here to point out the bad things for them those styles are out there and they get things done but it just doesn't seem coming back to the hunt values the the hunt family values it doesn't seem the right way to do it and more and more today and it seems to me also that that uh, it's going in too too extreme to the left here in terms of bringing people in and you know uh, worrying about them so much and offending them and after all, you're running a business, and you got to get things done. How you do it, there's going to be multiple styles. That's why trying to measure success is so difficult. Well, let's, let's touch on that a little bit when we come back, Jack. We're up against our, our second break here. We've gotten through three of the, the things on Baker, you know, comparing to your 10 list to open up, which has some more lefty stuff. But we'll talk about that when we come back from break. We've got about half the show to go. More leadership stuff to come, so stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. I'm Jack Mancini. We've got more Dirty Secrets of Small Business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, WINTradio.com. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm your co-host, Adam Sunhalter, and there at the bass drum over there is Jack Mancini. Yes, that's right. Boo, 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 boo. I'm Jack Mancini with my co-host, Adam Sunhalter, and we are talking about leadership. And more specifically, how the heck do you measure good leadership? How do you do that, Adam? Well, we're I'm defining. Flummoxed. We're, we're def- it's another, oh, 30, another big word. Words. All right, we're defining leadership first. What some of those qualities are going to be to be able to start to measure them? We gave some examples in our last segment about that in terms of here's some things you want to be looking at, and then how do you how do you determine what what, what that looks like in your in your organization? So, I gave three of the three of my things for, for Baker Mayfield that, I, that, that I'm seeing. Let me give you a fourth one here, Jack. This one's kind of more near and dear to my heart in terms of my style, how I do things. That's lead by example. Mm-hmm. So, 
in Baker's case, you know, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times from the, the, the current coach about how Baker is the first guy in there. First guy in the building in the morning. He's there. He's in there, he's in there working, studying film. It's the last guy out of the building, at, you know, at night. He's putting in the time and the effort. So he's not just he's not just flapping his gums and saying things. He's doing it. He's he, he's leading by the example. And 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 that to me, Jack. If I had to rank them, that would almost be number one. You think? Because people people will ignore what you're saying and watch what you're doing more so than anything else for those of us who are parents can appreciate that right it's a whole hey do what i do as i say not what i do kind of thing right well the kids aren't going to do what you say they're going to do what you do they're watching you and your 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 team your your employees your your organization they're watching you too so if you're the if you're the 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 last in and the first out during the day you you, you, you do a little flyby you aren't really involved in the organization okay well if you aren't putting effort in well, should everybody else be putting effort in, too? Well, those kind of things, I'm going to say it, it's habit-forming, you know, for one. I, I suspect, in, in his case, that that uh, that's not totally natural to him. It's a learned, it's a learned component. And it's okay, because it's positive. How in the world can you, you critique that in a negative way? But I don't know. I... I, I, as a leader, I can't do everything the best. So I have to be, I, I put way more, way more uh, weight on humility, if you will, and put that more closer to the top of the list. Hey, I'm humble. I'm going to make fun of myself a little bit. I'm going to try to lighten the, the tension in the room. And I can't paint that wall nearly as good as you can, Adam, you know, and give you the compliment right there. That's the kind of leadership, you know, the other workers are around there. I'm not expected now to do something that I'm not going to be as good at. And recognizing the, the players on my team and singling them out, I think that's way more powerful. And it's also harder to do in our media-conscious world that takes pictures and in, in ways that you never quite expected. And the news media that that builds up a Baker Mayfield in terms of coming in early and staying late, good, you know, that's a good quality. I'm not knocking it, but I look at uh, humility to get the most out of the team, that kind of thing. Well, it's another one on my list is humility, Jack. It's on my list. I got it a little further down. You know, the different quotes you talk about. Hey, we got more work to do. Or the, again, hey, it's me is getting the ball in the, in, in the hands of the playmakers. It's not me doing it. It's them doing. It. Yeah, there, there, there's humility. Certainly, by that standpoint. But again, when I say lead by example, you know, my example for him is what they talk about. That's 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 his organization. Your organization might, might be very different in terms of how you're leading by example, right? That's right. So yeah, that's right. Again, usually the owner is is the one putting in the most effort. Usually that's the case. Okay, whether it's seen or unseen, because it's it's twenty four seven. As we talked about hundreds of times on the show, Jack, there's no button, there's no switch on our brains to all of a sudden turn things off and bam, I'm going to stop thinking about my, about my business. It's there 24-7, 365. I'm thinking about it, okay? And people may not be aware of it, but again, what are you doing? What efforts are you putting forward? What are you, you know, if you're asking, again, I, I guess the way I look at this, it has nothing to do with who's the most talented doing certain things, but again, am I asking my people to do things I'm not willing to do? And I've never done that. Because I don't think that's the right thing to do as a leader. No, absolutely it is. That you haven't done personally. Or you're Again, not willing to do. Paint the wall. Paint the wall where this guy could do it better. I, you know, that's a simple example. But 
you know, there, there's my team, especially if I have good people, have better skills than me. You know, I can't word, do worksheets. You do worksheets because you're good at it, you know? I mean, it's... So I don't, I don't have to lead by example in that sense because I can't. I'm not going to be... As, now, I could do it, you know, qualifying it before I start, then I'm going to be klutzy here. That comes back to humility again. Rather than take that step and, and do the klutz, I just skip it and compliment the guy who's good at it. That's okay. how I kind of look at well, it. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of more things where, 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 where often negativity will happen. Hey, we, you know, we got to work Saturday this, you know, this week, Jack. And then the, the, the boss doesn't show up, right? Well, hey, are, are we in this all together or not? Yeah. You know, what's that, going on? So it's, it's, yeah, it's more of those things. Again, I'm, not, I'm not talking about certain skills here. I'm, talking about, I'm trying to give an example again. How do you go about doing things? Again, it, to me, it comes back to are you flapping your gums? We, we, we had a quarterback here several years ago by the name of Johnny Manziel who was really good at saying the right things, Jack, but almost never did nowhere the right to things. Be, nowhere to be found. Yeah, That's almost right. never did the right things, no, okay. right? No, okay, I see what you're saying. So, again, I, trying, I agree with that. So, again, it's, it's trying to do it and, and, and let your actions. People are watching. Your, peop, your, your team is watching you. So, by, by your actions, people are going to pay attention to what's kind of going on. So, that one, you know, it, 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 to me is a big one. Um, comfortable in his own skin. Yeah, I as like a, that one. As a leader. So something that, 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 that we use quite a bit is a tool called DISC, D-I-S-C. It's a behavior assessment. Oh, is it? I, I won't say it. Got a bad back problem, Jack? I won't say it, yep. It's uh, one of those spinal column things that... Uh, so your, your style is going to vary if you're a D or an I or an S or a C. And we all have we all, have all four of those things. It's a combination, but some are more uh, prevalent. You know, are you, are, you, are you more outgoing and easy to read? Are you a little more quiet and reserved? Are you, are you really kind of a people person, being around people, get you energized? Or are you more of a doer and getting stuff done in terms of getting, getting your energy? So it starts with kind of knowing yourself and being, being aware of yourself. And, again, getting that point where you're comfortable in your own skin. To your point, Jack, yeah, yeah I have certain skills, and I don't have certain skills. So if there's something that has to be done in terms of, uh, uh, of you know, if we were rehabbing a house, hey, you know what? I'll be your laborer. Tell me what to do. Point me in the right direction because I have no clue what to do, Jack. Now, could I figure that out? Could I, could I get YouTube stuff? And Yeah, I probably could eventually. But, boy, it would be, it'd be long and painful to be able to kind of do stuff. So I, I, have, I have great comfort in terms of what, you know, how I am, how, how I approach things, kind of, how, how, you know, and I'm not right for every situation. You know, in terms of, uh, you know, the different things that go on in business, you know, I'm not going to be the best at, at, at everything. Nobody's going to be. Yeah. But knowing where I am and, again, how I am, and not to say apologizing. You know, one of the things that, that, that drives me nuts is everybody's so friggin' apologetic for everything these days, right? <laughs> And hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Quit it. Quit apologizing for how you are. You are. You are who you, you are. are. Who you are. Right? That's right. And it's not, it's not saying, hey, don't be aware, but you don't need to apologize. Okay, hey, I'm working on that. That's, that's right. Okay. And so you can adjust and you, you try to to, to, to to be a little different situations depending who we're dealing with. But again, it, it's being aware. But it starts with yourself. Are you comfortable in your own skin? Because if you're not, what happens is you, you're going to come across as not being genuine. And I'll tell you what, ain't nobody following a disingenuous person. You're right. Right? You're, you're absolutely right. So you got to get comfortable in your own skin. Understand I, who you I are. Agree. That's a big one. That's a real big one. Yeah. Again, most of this stuff flows back to humility. I'll, I'll say that again, you know, just uh, speaking your mind, speaking the factual analysis that probably everyone in the room feels the same as. Uh, 
talking about your, or at least not not apologizing for your your lack of skill, making fun of it, and that's okay, you know. Most of the stuff comes back to that, but comfortable in your own skin's a real good one. So that's a big, you know, and that came up very recently with all, you know, come back to Hugh for a second because Hugh was on the sidelines of Cincinnati, and there was a whole scuttlebutt last week about this where. You know, it was viewed that Baker didn't sit and talk and give a big bro hug to to, to our guy Hugh. You know, he he shook his hand and that was it. And they asked him it was a short conversation. What happened? Yeah, you know, I didn't want to talk to the guy. He's See, okay. Uh, speaking and, his mind. Yeah. That's how he feels. That's good. It's transparent. He, you know, he did it. He steps out with his own thoughts. That's what you like. And you he, don't you don't have to agree with them. And there are probably a lot of guys on the team who didn't, but they respect what he did and how he did it. I Very think what's, important stuff. Well, what's good is he didn't surprise them because they because they know him that way, right? So when I say when be comfortable in your own skin and, and being genuine, you're the same. Whether it's me and you privately in, in a room, it's you by yourself in a room, or we're in front of ten thousand or hundred thousand people, Jack. You're the same. If I if I know if I know you're being genuine, I know what to expect from you. That gives me tremendous comfort. To know and be able to, to, to follow you as a leader because I, I know what I'm going to get. Right. That comes with warts. We all have our warts, okay? But again, the consistency of knowing what to expect. And if you're comfortable in your own skin, you're going to be consistent. No, be consistent. I agree. I agree. I, I see that and I believe in it. All right. How about, how about making people around you better? Okay, now... What does that mean? So we, you know, we've seen all kinds of companies. You know, you, you, you personally went in, bought five companies, Jack, that were troubled companies that were losing money, and magically you showed up and they started making money. That was magic, right? You had magic beans in your pocket, like you know, you're like Jack and the Beanstalk, right? <laughs> you had magic beans in your pocket, right? No. What happened? Yes. Yeah. How right. did what, that happen? So, so what happened, Jack? Well, you probably made people around you a little better, didn't you? Absolutely. You came in again, yeah, but, but but it wasn't all you. Come back to your your humility side here, Jack. You were part of it, but you weren't the only one. You you helped to take the people that were there and you made them better. See, they want to. They want to do good. They want to do good for you, not to show you up, but to compliment the the good feeling they have because they know they're going to get recognition for their good work. And that's a big motivator. People talk about money being the big, and it is. I'm not going to minimize the importance of money, but recognition of people and their work, it's tremendous. They they beam with that, especially if it's never been done or it's been done so little that it has no count. There's a balance there in how much you give, but right. some people can have to be, be uh, complimented way more often than others. So in, in Baker's example, let me hit this before we, we hit the break, there are some very obvious examples of that, right? So his first game ever as a pro, he came in uh, just before halftime against the New York Jets. And the exact same team that was down 14 to nothing when he came in all of a sudden won that game 21 to 17. And anybody watching that game could see the difference in the team between before Baker and after Baker. You're right. And the rest, yeah. of, the rest of the players, both on offense and defense, were the same people. But they're, they're also look different, right? So it's making it better. And we've seen it now, too, you know, since Hugh, Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley got fired, the way he's kind of all of a sudden rallied, rallied the troops and the people around him have become better. There are folks that are, that are stepping in there. So, again, more obvious with, with his situation. But in your company, what's it look like for, for, for people getting better? 
give some thought to that while, while we're at the break. We come back. Got some more ideas about other leadership. We've gotten through about eight or nine of these now. Almost, almost matching your ten there, Jack. We got some more leadership stuff when we come back from break. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sunhalter. I'm Jack Mancini. And what is what does a successful leader look like? That's right. We got more dirty secrets of small business coming your way. So stay tuned here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, wintradio.com. All right, all right. Welcome back. We're rounding the bend. I know. We're back to our last segment. That's right. Round and third, headed for home here is how it goes, Jack. So we got a little bit more time to touch on our, our how do you do this? How do you lead? How do you, We're getting to the, to the final definition part. So we gave some good examples of what we were seeing. Again, these are qualities that we're talking about with Baker Mayfield. We're, we're, again, these are qualities that we're seeing in him to give you an example of what these things look like in his world. And the question is, what do they look like in your world in terms of when, you, when you're this way, how do you sort of measure it within, within your company? Um, what kind of stats? What kind of, when it, people don't even necessarily use stats in companies, Jack. They call, they call them KPIs. 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 What's key, that stand for? Key performance indicators. Okay. And so those are you know a lot of stats. But also financials are stats. Jack. There's lots of things you can do to measure how things are kind of going. So as, as, we're, as we're trying to connect the dots here and give you some examples of what or qualities of leadership we're talking about, for your company, you got to start to see what kind of measurables are you going to be tracking to make sure that, that things are working. So let me touch on something else. I think you you, you kind of touched on this a little bit, Jack, but uh, let me go a little deeper into it in terms of another thing I'm seeing from from Baker. And I'll, I'll use the term kind of empathy, encouragement, um, positive. And uh, there was a there was a tough situation that, that, that this past Sunday's game. Um, he had a receiver who who caught a pass and was breaking for the end zone, about a 65-yard catch and run. And he got tackled at the one-yard line, and the ball fumbled in the end zone, right? So you're, you're almost to the goal, and you're there, and all of a sudden the, the, the ball pops out. And what do you see? You see Baker running full speed down, down, down the field, going to that receiver to put his, pick him up off the ground, put his arm around him. And, and I saw a quote from the receiver talked about how he said, hey, great catch, great run, and I'm going to need you for the next play. Did not mention the fumble at all, Jack. How great Not once, is that? Right? How, how good is that? And also went over on the sideline. But again, it was on the sideline on the bench. They showed him on the bench. Again, here he is taking and encouraging, being very positive, but also being very empathetic. He's been in the, he's been in that situation before. Sure. He's been the guy that's gone and all of a sudden fumbled the ball or thrown an interception. Hey, you know, hey, you know what? There's still more. There's still more time yeah, he left. Had three three interceptions in a row there, and he he still came firing back like nothing happened. Right. And the coaches uh, were interviewed and asked about. How's that going to affect him? And and the coaches, uh, especially the head coach, to the you know said, look, at, he's not going to be affected by this at all. He's known for that now. It's it's look for to rally the troops, and that that that's required there in a huddle that people start hanging their heads and you know they're 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 losing. You you don't want a leader who's going to succumb to that and play along with it. You want him to go against the grain. That's important. It 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 serves a a major purpose to keep energy alive and and create energy in a group. How else do you do it? You know, well, you you, you got to be aware of how your people are feeling. You know, in this case, you could see when when the ball got stripped, the, the receiver literally you could see him he, like the just collapsed. Right yeah. he, yep. he collapsed on his stomach, and this came. I think it was one or two plays after they they had had another catch where he caught and ran for a touchdown that was called back for a for a holding penalty on on the old lineman. So here he is. He thought he he thought he had a touchdown that got called back, and he thought he had another one that 
also need fumbled. So he thought he had like two touchdowns in the matter of about a minute. It's kind of right? deflating, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah. Totally, totally deflating. And it was funny, too, as I'm thinking about when he's on the sideline, too, he also made sure when he's on the bench that, hey, you see him pointing. He's pointing behind this receiver to the guy there who had the oxygen tank. Here, get, get in the auction mask. Make sure because you've been running these, that, yeah. these these hundred yard sprints back and forth. Make sure you get the guy some auction too. So he's again, he's, he's taking care of. Him. So putting yourself in the in the shoes and being empathetic with your team is very very important to be able to bond with them so that they are going to put forth put forth their best effort for you because well, they know you understand and, and and you care about them. That's a big big deal as a leader to show them that you care. It's okay to show them that you care, Jack. Well, the big issues in your company, you know, uh, a, a very. Uh, uh, upset customer you don't leave to the normal process of especially if it's a good customer of you know having your crew take care of that you take care of that personally and big deals big big situations that go wrong you should intervene your your employee should come to you and say hey jack i have this issue here so and so is waiting to be called and we owe money or what, whatever the problem is you got to you got to put yourself in those situations between the irritated customer and your employee. That gives confidence that they aren't going to be hung to dry because a lot of them are, are terrified to be handling situations like that. That's another expression and a way to show leadership. That Hey, look, when we have trouble, come to me and we'll take care of it. And that's pretty important. You don't want to, you know, you don't want them coming in every uh, 15 minutes with issues, but the big <laughs> ones, and they know what big ones are. So you, you hit on one of my points there, Jack, and I was going to touch did. on. I didn't see that. That's okay. You said the word confident, confidence, and confident, and and, the, and let me contrast that to you, you know, the other word I was going to say, which you said before, which is which was humility, which is on my list too. But the confidence, and there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance, and 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 and. I think people have kind of accused Baker of being both, depending who you're talking to. But you, as an owner, having confidence, and, and this is not. Let me make sure this is not mistaking confidence with you having all the answers. I know that's a, a pressure many owners feel, like I have to have all the answers. Confidence in that, hey, you know what? Either yeah, I do have the answer. I've been through this before, or we'll figure this out. I'm confident we'll figure it out, Jack. I don't know how. But we're yeah. going to figure it you out, know, right? You know we will. That's right. Yeah, you know, because that confidence, what that does, that helps to – it's contagious. Much like being unconfident. You know, what's the opposite of confident? Being a weenie? I don't know. Whatever it might be. Unconfident. <laughs> non <laughs> But, yeah, if all of a sudden you're, you're, you're lacking that confidence, that's contagious too. So part of what you want to do, and there's that famous phrase to kind of fake it till you make it kind of thing, right? But you, you as the owner, as a leader of your organization, you want to have confidence. Hey, whatever the challenge, whatever the opportunity is going to be, we have the ability to figure it out, folks. I'm confident in our team, and you show it. You, you, you know, again, you, you aren't curling up on a ball in the, in the corner. If you are, you don't let anybody see it, right? When you're out there, you're, you're going to be you're going to be that confident. That's right. The, the, yeah, the, don't the, let we them see you the, sweat, that old uh, cliche, right? That's right. That's right. We're going to see that. And then my 10th one, that was number nine, Jack. Number 10 for me, if I had to pick only 10, is focusing on the team versus the individual. Focusing on the team. I read one of those, too. Hmm? Let me see which one I go on. Well, so to me, again, what's best for the – well, you use this phrase. What's best for the organization? That's a good way to go about doing things. And we come all the way back to to our opening segment here about Kareem Hunt, Jack. So what's best for the organization versus what's best for the individual? Now, the individual could be the person you're talking about. It could be you personally, too. 
That's but what's right. what's best for the organization? So, and this is often the case too. When when, when things come to you as a leader, often the the, the 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 choices you're given are choices that maybe you got to decide between two or three things that aren't so great. I'm sure the last thing that that that, that, that the Hunt family wanted to do, Jack, was 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 cut Kareem Hunt. Right, because that's you know, you know that's that's right. Well, you yeah. gotta first of all, you have to make a timely decision for most, most certainly most big deals, whatever those are, and you know you 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 have to identify, have to identify, and then you have to make the decision, make the decision to do something. It's that inaction, ducking your head, minimizing things that that are really big deals, but that comes back to values. If you have a good set of values that are guiding you and you have these things, humility, things we're talking about, things that we went through on your list of 10 and a few that I threw in there. You know, if you have those and you make your timely decisions decisively with those guiding you, you're going to be a successful leader. I, I firmly believe that. We touched on all the key points to look for. And you as the, the leader of that organization should be fostering those and encouraging them and when we say uh, lead by example you know you get up there and you you don't know it all and you admit that and you compliment people whose skills you're going to borrow now and they'll start to emulate that they'll do the same thing to you and all of a sudden they're speaking up in groups and boy that's that's a good feeling as as a leader to see that being copied yeah we had a we had a similar situation um with a client of ours recently, um, not not to the full extent of what happened with Kareem Hunt, but again, same kind of thing where it was a tough decision. Where they had a family member who was involved in the company, and and the family member was doing some things that were just not not right, not not right for themselves, for for the organization, and it's tough. Uh, but the the, the the our client, you know, uh, the, to our client's credit, tackled it quickly. Didn't let it, you know, once, once it became aware, much like this video came out, once they became aware of the video, they, they handle it in a very timely fashion, Jack, right? So once, once they, 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 our client became aware of what was kind of going on, they didn't push it under the rug or, hey, push it off till next week or next month. They said, let's address this now because this is an issue. And, again, people are watching. The team's watching how, how we handle this thing. And it was a very, very tough decision because that family member wound up leaving the organization. Mm-hmm. And as you've had, you know, as, as there's been, you know, a little time, you know, since this has happened, it's wound up being, you know, from a perspective standpoint, the owner's feeling better about it in terms of just, hey, and, you know, this, you know, you know the, 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 the family member being there during the time they were there was okay, but they've now grown beyond that person. And, and again, it's been better for the organization not to have that person around. Um, it's, again, tough in the short term. But as we always joke with our clients, Jack, hey, that's why you get paid the big bucks, right, to make some of these tough decisions. That's absolutely right. And so they can be very, very tough. So hopefully tonight's show, again, we're up against it here at the end of our show, hopefully gave you some good guidance in terms of how to figure out our opening question. Are you a good leader or not? If you're not, here's some things to kind of be working on and looking at. And to take these leadership things and to now put them as part of your organization to get you better, get your team better, to see how you're doing and to be able to measure all those great things. So. I want to thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I invite you to tune in next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you have any questions before, shoot us an email, radio at maximumvp.com, or give us a call, 
Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, 849-0670. You can subscribe to our podcast. That'd be great at iTunes. And, hey, you can hear more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, WINTradio.com. Still I couldn't find